All right, guys, thanks for that. It's Friday, which means that it's time to check in with our Running on Ice community. And to do that, we've got Mary O'Connell here to join us. Today, we're talking about the quality of the panels in your refrigerated trailer. And Mary, the conversation today shows that not all trailers are built the same. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so kind of one of the interesting things we were talking about this week is that insulation component. So I know when it comes to cold chain, you know, we're all trying to be more efficient, have better equipment, et cetera, like that. Um, and so it goes to without saying that, you know, the panels within our warehouses, our trailers, everything like that, you know, those are just as important as, you know, the um, the temperature scheduling or anything else that goes on inside there because you know, there are some really cool things that happen within um, that technology, that development of those insulated panels. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, for example, um, Kingspan, who we uh, interviewed today, they have this panel that it's really, really cool. So it's um, first of all, it's like I don't it's not fireproof because nothing is really fireproof. Well, that's a different story. Um, but it's really, um, it's base. it's like, it works the way where it just gets a char on the outside, which then, you know, creates less smoke. And it's actually like, if there is a fire in a warehouse, you know, it's not going to contaminate everything. And it has a much lower smoke point, meaning you're not going to have all this billowing smoke and it's safer for first responders to get in for, um, staff to get out and everything like that. And that's just like one of the features that this panel Panel has that, you know, if there is a fire, you don't necessarily have to replace it because uh, depending on the type of fire, you don't have to necessarily replace it because there is, um, because that, you know, that now it's got that char on the outside. It's harder to smoke, it's harder to catch on fire the next time. So Mary, as you probably know, I just love focusing on flatbed. And so when you mentioned panels and reefers, this opens up a whole line of thinking that I didn't really consider. And one of the other things that kind of comes to mind is really what it means for that efficiency standpoint that is just so important for reefers and really being able to avoid any kind of spoilage or waste or anything like that, but also ESG. Can you talk to some of those benefits of really having some up to par panels and what that might mean for your business? So it's no like everyone's kind of focusing on ESG as we move into 2024 because large shippers are going to have to start um, in certain parts of the country. You're going to have to start reporting on those carbon on those uh, on the carbon usage and everything like that. So really doing anything to help your um, to help that is going to be a step in the right direction. It's something that I've always said. You don't necessarily have to make a change overnight. Just a slow and steady change is better than nothing at all. So. When it comes to maybe retrofitting warehouses or trailers or anything like that, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to choose high, first of all higher quality uh, items that maybe will reduce your uh, your insulation costs uh, for you know keeping the warehouse or the trailer cold. And um, you know the the panels that we're talking about today, those really. They have a very, they have some proprietary technology that I wish I could know more about, but unfortunately, that's not how that works. Um, and basically, what it is is they allow more insulation, so the cold stays cold, and then the hot stays out. And so, basically, you're using less energy when you're trying to cool your warehouses or anywhere that you would put these panels. 
you use those to, um, you know, keep out the things that you want to keep out and keep in things you do. So you're not wasting as much energy trying to cool things down or keep things cold. Or, you know, if you're stuck in Arizona in the middle of summer, obviously you're going to have to use a lot more energy to keep things cold versus, you know, the middle of Maine in the winter time. So really kind of playing to those strengths that you have and knowing when, um, when it's beneficial to, you know, maybe pay up for some insulation or upgrade some panels. Obviously it's not, it's not necessarily, um, achievable in every aspect. You're not going to sit there and, you know, replace all your insulation in a warehouse or in a trailer. But, you know, when you start building new things or creating, um, new locations or, uh, expansions with it onto a building, it's really important to kind of keep some of those other, um, those newer techs in mind. Um, because that way you are saving more energy, um, and ultimately saving more money further down the line, which is a win-win for everyone because we all like to save money and, um, we all like to meet those ESG initiatives, whether we want to or not. Mary, I'm glad that you mentioned that money saving standpoint, because it of course brings up a very interesting and sometimes controversial topic about the fact that yes, you're going to be spending a little bit more on the front side. It's just going to take a little bit longer to see out those returns on your investment. When you're looking at the cost for some something like this, this technology, how much is it truly looking at costing these carriers to maybe replace a handful of the trailers and their fleets with them? And do they see it paying out eventually in the fact that they don't have to deal with claims for spoilage for things like that? I think it would depend on that individual carrier. So if I'm a carrier and I'm sitting there looking at maybe, um, you know, it's been three to five years, it's time for me to get some new equipment in. Um, I think it's really important for them to sit back and say, okay, what is the, you know, that's where they're going to have to do some interior soul searching and say, okay, well, what are, what is the primary of freight that I'm going to haul? Do I want to do drive in? Do I want to do reefer loads? But you know, on occasion, it's kind of that balance of, you know, what, excuse me, what do we want to, um, what do we want to focus on moving forward? I would say that if you are going to focus and target primarily temperature controlled freight, then absolutely spend up for those, um, nicer things that have better insulation. And also a lot of those newer trailers and everything like that have great, um, have great reefer units onto them. There's a lot of advancements being made in the reefer world. Um, so I would definitely say, you know, look at some of those options because if I can use less fuel, if I can use less energy and spend less to keep my reefer units cold and to keep my trailers at the appropriate temperature, then that's a win for me. Yeah, they might be a little more expensive up front, but I'm sinking I'm losing less money to claims. I'm losing less money to try and keep them fueled and maintained. And also a lot of them have a lot more like predictive maintenance technology. So I'm going to ultimately spend less throughout the course of that trailer's life over the three to five years that I might have it. But at the same time, if I know that uh, I might do a temperature controlled load here or there, but Primarily, I'm going to be using drive-in or, you know, run my reefer just off. Um, then I think that that I think that that's where it's not really worth it to get those extra insulated panels. I would just get um, a basic a basic standard trailer and call it good. Um, but it would really just depend on that individual carrier and what their you know long-term goals are. Very amazing insights as always. For those that want to catch your next episode or get the newsletter, how can I do that? 
you can just keep watching Freight Waves TV right here on YouTube. You can catch Running on Ice at 2 o'clock Eastern today. And right after you finish watching the episode or during, I don't judge, um, there's a newsletter coming to your inbox at 2 p.m. today. All right, Mary, thanks for that. And we will see you later on on the show. Right now, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. 